Hey everyone and welcome back for another episode of 9 Minute Big Life Mindset. Today you'll hear about the time I judged a book by its cover and had this amazing time hanging out with a skinhead on a bus from Gore. So I was hitchhiking in the deep south of New Zealand and arrived in the town of Gore. Things had been going swimmingly well on every front imaginable, but then I hit a wall. Suddenly, I wasn't able to get away from the place. I had to stay overnight, and then, the next day, despite having a shared load of cars, trucks, buses and tractors drive by, I had no bites. Things started to look desperate as the traffic dried up completely and the very real prospect of having to stay yet another day loomed close. I walked out of the town to the last gas station and still nothing, so I made a decision to wave down the last intercity bus I knew was going to pass through. Almost as soon as I made the decision, the bus came around the corner and I waved it down. As I boarded it, I stood at the top of the stairs and looked down the length of the bus and it was empty, almost empty, save for about five people. Although I couldn't see any of the faces, I thought, in fact I knew, that I was going to have a positive connection with someone on there. I was going to manifest this as a reality. As I started walking down the aisle, I made sure to make eye contact with each person, checking their comfort levels with my appearance on the bus, seeing what they were wearing, looking for clues that would help me increase the likelihood of us connecting. I walked slowly and deliberately, but without seeming like I was assessing each of them. First person, no. Second and then the third, no. The fourth guy, kind of young, maybe early 20s with a hoodie and a cap, Hmm, close, really close. And then I heard the final person on the bus before I really saw him. He was sitting at the back of the bus and talking to someone on the phone and it was filled with swear words. F this and F that, plus a C-bomb for good measure. He instantly had my attention. As I got closer, I saw a New Zealand European guy in his 20s with a hoodie partially covering his scalp, but it was his face that got me fully engaged. He had tattoos on the right side of his face, above and below his eyes, and his hands were covered in them. I paused long enough to make eye contact, but not long enough to appear like I wanted to start a fight, as I wanted to make sure he had a chance to assess whether I was a threat or not. Now, this guy's body language and the vibe he was giving off was alpha and assertive, and it was during that moment that I said in my own mind, you and I are going to get along like a house on fire. Now, a lot of people at that stage would have probably turned around and found a place near the driver. But as I looked at him, everything about him screamed a life fully lived. All those clues, the posture, the tats, the lack of care about those around him as he spoke on the phone, positioning of the hoodie, everything signalled that he and I had come through the same system the hard knocks one. Although he was sitting between the aisle and the window, he'd placed his gumboots on the middle of the chair. This was a declaration. The back of the bus was his space and he'd marked his territory. Rather than move his boots or try to slide by them onto the far side of the back seat, I deliberately chose the row ahead so that I was was diagonally in front. I wanted to put myself in a position where I was within his line of sight so he could familiarise himself with my presence and reduce the possibility of me being a threat. Between first hearing him on the phone and taking my seat, 
I reckon about seven or eight seconds had passed. You know, you can learn a lot about people if you know what you're looking for. As I sat down, he continued his call, and man, it sounded like an absolute drama had unfolded in this in this guy's life recently, including a fight, cops, and pretty sure there's a mention of an axe. I positioned myself so he could see what I had on my lap, and I turned my body slightly so he could see that I was slowly and carefully rolling a joint. I'm playing the game of probabilities, and given all the cues so far, I'm guessing he blazes, he smokes. I roll two of them so he realises that there's enough to go around. The guy, I'll call him Tom, finishes his phone call and a few minutes later I partially turn towards him and I politely ask, Hey, sorry man, do you know if this bus stops anywhere? He looks up and says, yeah it does. Ah, cool, cheers man. I turn my body towards him more and quickly follow up with, Bro, do you want to have a sesh when it does? as I hold up the joint so that it's between us. I see his eyes light up as he says, yeah, and it's right there, that very point where our friendship starts. I asked Tom a couple of questions about how far the next stop is, how long we stop for, that kind of thing, before I say, bro, it sounds like you've had a pretty full-on day. His phone call's obviously fresh in his mind, and before long he's opening up more and more about what's happened. It sounds like he's found himself in a situation where he's been confronted by someone looking for a scrap and then he's pulled out a hand axe to defend himself. The cops have shown up and then he's been told to leave Invercargill. I'll leave it to you to work that one out. Anyway, it's a fascinating story and we're both cracking up at the nature of it. I'm loving this guy's perspective and before long we're covering a whole bunch of topics. I eventually ask if it's cool if I join him at the back. He gives me the all clear and we're away laughing. Soon enough, the bus makes a scheduled stop in Nowhereville, and it's time for us to have a blaze. The young guy, that person I saw earlier, number four, has no doubt heard a lot of what's going on, and as we make eye contact, it's obvious he's also on the same page as us. I ask if he wants to join us for a sesh, and the three of us head off. I grab a box of beers, and the three of us are back on the bus and kicking it off like mates from way back in the day. There's Tom, me and we'll call him Dave, at the back, sharing stories and a few beers. Mindful not to piss anyone else off though, especially the driver. As I learn more about Tom, I'm just blown away by the experiences this guy's had. He's very recently moved away from being a skinhead, having been one for most of his teen and adult life, and his stories of violence and racism would make your ears bleed, but there's way more to him than that. He's also a dad, and he's got a big heart to go with it. He shares his experience of trying to raise a child with severe learning difficulties, and the analogies he uses change my world and reveal massive knowledge gaps I didn't even realise I had. We talk about the facial tattoos, and I love his view on that as well. As he evolves as a person, his body changes as well to reflect that. His facial art represents life experiences and memories, and although others might take offence, his tattoos aren't for them. They're his, and they're his story to tell. As we reach the next stop where I'll be getting off, he tells me about the gnarlier ones that he's got on his body that he's still mentally working his way through. He's got a swastika that he's no longer proud of, that no longer represent his journey, and that he wants to get covered over or removed. 
His problem is that he doesn't feel like he's earned the right to do that yet, given his past actions. He's literally carrying the weight of his tattoos on his conscience. I feel for him, and so I tell him honestly, I place a lot of value in my ability to judge a person's character. The man I've met, the man I've shared this time with, is a better man than the guy that got those tattoos done. He should take it from me, a Pacific Islander, that from what I've experienced of him, he's definitely ready to get them removed, to leave that mental baggage behind, and to move on with life. Hey everyone, thanks again for joining me. As always, please remember to click follow and subscribe. And you can also follow me on Instagram at big underscore life underscore mindset. That's big life mindset. My final words as always, be uncomfortable and grow.